On this episode of Resi Week, the emerging biophilia trend, Sonos has a new customer offer and SnapAV's Holy Snap reward program. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week episode 163, Change the Name. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Crestron. Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap-up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And today I'm pleased to be joined by Mitchell Klein. He's the executive director of the Z-Wave Alliance. How are you doing, my friend? Doing awesome. Great to be back and happy spring to all of your viewers, listeners, and participants. It actually feels like spring to It is coming, yeah. It. It's on its way. That's what they keep telling me. And we have uh, a, a first-timer for this show, I believe, Michael Braithwaite. He is the chief technology officer at Screen Innovations. How are you, sir? Doing great. How are you doing, Matt? Doing fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for being here. And uh, we're going to quickly send our, our best wishes to our good friend, Stephen Bronner. He was supposed to be on today, and he sprained his wrist. So he is uh, driving back from the ER as we record this. Good so, story. Okay, we'll go with that for now. We'll go with that. I'm not going to you know, debate it yet because he's not here. And it's more fun when he's here. So let's jump into our first story of the day. This comes to us from the one and only Julie Jacobson. Biophilia and the reason smart home pros can own the wellness category. If you haven't read this uh, story that's available on CE Pro, biophilia is this kind of brand new concept of the love of living things that is starting to take over the smart home and the uh, essentially the home technology market. Mitchell, I want to start with you on this one. Um, this is a really intriguing concept for me. This concept that not only do we crave the outdoors and the sights and sounds and, and, and true nature, but we want to bring that inside. When you look at this and, and when you read through this story, I understand that there's science to this and I get that. I understand circadian rhythm. I understand that when I've been really busy traveling like crazy, especially here where it's winter and you can't get outside that much. When spring comes and you finally go outside, you instantly feel energized. You instantly feel better. But when we try to bring this inside and, you know, again, bring the outdoors in from a technology standpoint, again, I get the science but is this really a real thing? Okay, first of all, let's talk about the name. We kind of <laughs> joked about that earlier. Uh, biophilia, it's, we got to come up with a different name for that, but, uh, but I digress. And, Marketing was yeah. sleeping on that one. Oh, man. It's, but the bio <laughs> part is pretty cool. So, I mean, listen, the, uh, the science, science fiction writers have been writing about this for a long, long time. Uh, whether they were onto something or they were on something, either or, uh, it's kind of like these types of predictions is what forces people to look into de development and, and research. So it's a good thing. And, you know, we talk about holodeck from Star Trek and whomever else you want to, you know, relate to on the science side, but it's very true. Yeah. And anyone that has 
Jones worked in a circadian rhythm perspective or tried to understand lighting can see where that works. And I did that at home where I switched out my light bulbs because I always like the warm light light bulb. And I just switched out the light bulbs to, to the daylight light bulbs, which I don't like that light, that artificial light. You know what? When I work from home, I, I just don't get tired like I used to. Um, and I'm not changing anything else in my routine. I just changed the bulb. So that little tiny piece of it says, yeah, there's really something to that. We already know in terms of the type of food you eat, the impact that has. We already know the importance of good air quality. So when you put all of that together, there's no question. There's logic and science behind all of this. And in terms of Julie's for the integrators, she's dead on with that. Um, there is a very significant opportunity because we're the folks in the home and there may be individual technologies that people can do themselves, an electrician can put it in a, the ball, a dimmer or what have you, um, but we can kind of touch all the different aspects of what goes on in the home. So I think it's huge, absolutely huge. Pay attention to it, but rename it first. Very good. Michael, when you, when you read through this, when you look at this, obviously, as Mitchell alluded to, once you get beyond lighting, there's a, there's a wealth of opportunity there. And, you know, Julie, through the story, kind of went through, you know, playing uh, nature sounds, adding that into a display that looks like a window and is synced to those nature sounds. How, how complicated is it to make something like that happen when you're not just, you know, you're not just triggering an event, but you're triggering an, an event and playing a source as well. Is that something... Obviously, this is stuff that we as home technology integrators can do, but is that something that your average, your, your, your standard HTP is capable of doing? I'd, I'd say that uh, it's, not, it's not the average. Um, it's not that it's outside the realm of what uh, dealers have done. Um, in the past, uh, they didn't have that fancy name for it, but in the past... Um, they would use names like layering, the layering of, of audio. And think about, you know, right now with the popularity of cameras, right, where you have door cameras and, and exterior cameras and all of that. Most of those uh, didn't have sound with them, but some of them did in the early, uh, even on some of the early cameras. And it was, it was highly unusual that people used the sound but the folks that were doing a distributed audio system and they had that in the background, there were plenty of clients that, you know, some of these homes, um, some of these projects are in very beautiful locations, very uh, uh, plush locations where there's lots of animals and birds or, or creeks and, and things like that. And so if you've ever actually had that where you're bringing the outside sound inside, even as a background level, um, or even layered with other things that are playing, it is a pretty interesting and it changes the dynamic uh, on the inside. The, the last question I, I wanted to ask before we leave this topic is, is this just a niche market or is this like micro niche? Oh, no question. It's a niche market. I mean, uh, but fortunately, you know, CD uh, installers, that's kind of the markets that uh, we all address. Uh, it's a small niche market and it will grow. And, and the other thing is we, we, we see the development of personal health devices 
and a parallel thing with, with sensors and sec sensor technology, all these things are converging. So that niche, whatever that size is, will absolutely grow. And if you're listening to this, you integrators, get on it, study it, do it. Yeah, it's a huge opportunity. Hey, you know, Matt, there's one other thing that you, uh, you should consider, even though it, it's not exactly on anything that Julie was describing, but yeah. uh, right now you have all of these cameras. So you have a camera at the front door, you have a camera maybe at the back door, and a camera, you know, elsewhere. Um, and they're different pieces of that property. Uh, if you remember back when the very first cameras in cars, like rear view cameras in cars where it was just that one camera view and then they exploded into a 360 of the whole vehicle i think you're going to see that next where you have all these camera views that are stitched together and now you're seeing a 360 view of the entire home and that again uh, it's not anything that uh, julie was talking about but it, it's along those same lines yeah it's a really cool concept i look forward to seeing that all right, gentlemen, let's move on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from Residential Systems and my good friend, Henry Clifford. The new Sonos offer might rub dealers the wrong way. If you have been paying attention, Sonos recently launched a new program called the Sonos New Owner Offer. Uh, he knew about this, Henry did, because he got an email on March 5th with all the details, as I did as well, being a, a Sonos dealer too. Um, what it does is it, it reaches out an offer that they've uh, offered their clients where if you purchased a new Sonos player uh, this past year and you're a new customer and you purchase another one within 90 days, they'll give you a 20% off that new product uh, going forward. This is one of those things that, uh, you know, seems to have rubbed a lot of dealers the wrong way. There has been some chatter about it. There's been some complaints about Sonos' methodology of direct marketing to clients because so many, you know, Sonos users use the Sonos app to do it. So thus, you know, Sonos corporate can market directly to those customers who a lot of times we as integrators have fostered those relationships and, and help guide clients towards Sonos. Michael, I want to start with you on this. And I, I, I'm always conflicted when I hear these stories because one, I, I believe in the industry and, and I want to promote the industry. Two, I'm a Sonos dealer who really likes Sonos and uses it in his own house and wants to promote Sonos. And B, or, or C, I guess, see, I'm so conflicted, I'm confused. Um, C, I, I, I love Henry to death, but this is one of those articles that to me didn't really need to be written because it's not a big deal. Everybody does this. GM does this, Yamaha does this, Denon does this, Samsung sends me offers all the time. Michael, is this, is this much ado about nothing or is this just the, the way it is now? Well, I, I think it is a little bit of a red herring, so I would tend to agree with you. Uh, but what I would say is I think it's an opportunity and I think the dealers need to, integration firms need to reach out and uh, have a reason to talk with those customers all the time. So uh, when they see that this is happening, this is a um, proactive opportunity for them to reach out and say, hey, by the way, you know, there's this excellent program going on. 
uh, and it, it invites them in, it gets them in talking about, hey, and uh, you guys were talking about doing some outside um, speakers, let's, let's utilize this for that. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a great opportunity. I understand his sentiment of the slippery slope of, hey, um, you know, they're taking over my customer, but to be honest, the customer has a relationship with the integrator. The integrator is the one that's uh, putting this in for them, doing everything. So I think it is a bit about nothing. Yeah, let me go a little controversial here for a second. You? <laughs> I don't you believe it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, sorry, integrators, you don't own your customer. Just because you did the work, you don't own them. Okay? Mm -hmm. You really don't. You can maintain them as a good customer by providing ongoing service communications and hey Sonos has kick started it for where's that downside again hmm. let's think about that so a lot of the complaints I hear about things like that where Samsung does this or whomever does what are because you the integrator haven't done your job in maintaining your relationship with your customers so they're gonna do it in spite of you or for you it's your choice hopefully they're doing it for you well Mitchell I really like that point because my every time I get into this debate with dealers and I try not to do this one online because it, it, it very quickly goes somewhere we don't want it to go. But every time I have this conversation with people, it always comes back to the whole, we didn't really promote distributed audio well across the board. Integrators didn't. Some clients knew about it, some didn't. Sonos made it a ubiquitous name the way Kleenex is for tissue. We get people, you know, clients calling us, my company all the time saying, hey, I want that Sonos everywhere. And sometimes they don't actually want Sonos. They just want distributed audio everywhere. But it's become ubiquitous with that. Mitch, my question for you is, is this, is this one of those things that, yes, we don't own our customers. Yes, we don't um, have control over where they buy or what they buy. Is this one of those things where, we need to do, as Michael said, go out, get in front of this and be that, that again, that, that trusted ally who can come in and say, hey, did you know you just got offered 20% off? You can buy it from Sonos.com. You can buy it from me if I'm an authorized dealer and you'll still get your 20% back. Why, why do we as an industry so often just go after that little negative of this, honestly, a really good marketing piece that you can jump on? Hey, first of all, it's great to have Michael on the show here. This is awesome. I haven't seen Michael in a long time. It's great to have you. Um, and, and Michael, you nailed it dead on. It's like this is an opportunity um, and you should leverage it. You know, like I said before, why do you think you own the customer? Just because he gave you a check and you put something in the house? Well, you know, you don't, the UPS driver doesn't own your customer. The furniture store doesn't own your customer and you don't. You, you own the relationship. And it's up to you to nurture that relationship. So again, I know I'm rehashing what I just said, but, but Michael's got it too. So stay on it. And it's exactly what I would do. I'd reach out to my customer and say, hey, you know what? Did you get this offer from Sonos? If not, here's a link. I mean, they'll love you for that. Yeah. Yeah, you're just deepening Oh, by the way, just, just saying, okay, how many integrators would be happy to come out and put in a $199 Sonos speaker in their customer's home? <laughs> all of them, but yeah it, it's it's great 
And the best part is you can do it in 10 minutes. Well, oh, by that, the way, that'll be a $200 service call for that $200. Let me, let me push back on that. Let me push back on that. So <laughs> I, I agree that uh, a dealer might not get excited about a $199 speaker. However, when I am out there with that $199 speaker, then if you can't upsell from that and sell other things that go around that, like, you know, other pieces that, that go in that, then, you know, you've lost that opportunity. Um, customers, uh, even though I agree with my esteemed colleague, Mitchell, uh, that he, that you don't own the customer, but what I will say is the customer, uh, you do know the customer's house, you know how it's wired, you know what could be wired, you know how things are, are laid out, and as good as Sonos or anyone with a huge marketing dollars to, to put this effort out there, which is more than what all the CD dealers can do combined, right? So that high tide rises all ships, so great, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna put in the 199, but also we're gonna update your sub in another room, or we're gonna do, and that, that's why I'm saying I think it's a missed opportunity if uh, if they look at that the, the wrong way. It's a reason to be in front of your customer, and it's a reason to uh, help them. That is a fantastic point because one of the biggest things I, I learned years ago from a, a Lutron trainer was you take every opportunity to get in front of your customer. And, you know, we've, my company's done those, you know, Here's a, here's a Sonos Play 1 that we're going to come out and install for you. And my tech's always give me a hard time. It's like, one, you're getting in front of them. So put on a good face and they'll have us back. But two, I've never had a Sonos customer who bought one speaker and never bought another one. Exactly. Or camera. Or anything like think about it. All the stuff you, that that you're there, you're not going to leave that. Pro if you leave that project and you only sold the 199, there's something wrong <laughs> with what you have or with them. So, very good. All right, gentlemen, let's go on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from AVNetwork.com. Snap AV launches. Holy snap! Rewards program. Sorry, I had to do it in that voice. Uh, dealers can earn rewards based on purchasing in new Snap AV product categories. Uh, Mitchell, I want to start with you on this one. This is a, a program that, naively, uh, being in Canada where we're not direct Snap AV dealers, I had no idea this existed. I had no idea they had a huge uh, referral program, uh, a huge partner program in the past. So. I was very surprised when they brought it back because I didn't know they had it to begin with. Um, when I look through this, the, the program seems really awesome, like quite phenomenal. Why is it that this is something that in many other industries, spiffs and uh, you know, manufacturer-based incentives are gigantic? Why is it that in, in the, the residential AV space, this is such a uncommon thing. Well, actually the, uh, the way that this has typically been done by the manufacturers when I was an integrator was it wasn't a reward, it was a penalty. 
it was like, ah, well, you know what? Now I have a lighting line. And by the way, if you don't support my lighting line, you're, we're going to cut your, your margins by. So generally speaking, in our industry, that type of thing is done with a very big hammer and a threat. Mm-hmm. And why? You know, I don't know. I think that what, what Snap's doing, it's not innovative. It's not unique. But damn, why isn't anyone else doing it? Maybe it is innovative and unique for this particular channel. It's awesome. They're doing the right thing. They're saying, hey, play with us and get rewards or don't play with us and don't get rewards. Yeah, it's fantastic. Penalizing for not playing with it. We love it. Michael, when when you look at this, this is the, the thing that really caught my eye with this was that they're using this to try and get dealers. Not only They're not only thanking them for their loyalty, but they're using it to get dealers to try product, product categories that they currently haven't tried. So the complete opposite to what Mitchell was just talking about where, hey, we've got line A and we've got line B. You have never bought line B. So if you buy line B, heck, we'll send you on vacation. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of a nice, uh, um, what Mitchell said is true because uh, a lot of the, the, the old school companies, they have the bullying te- techniques basically of I have line A, B, and C, and if you don't line buy A and C, then you can't buy B. Um, and this is the, the, you're right, this is different because what it's saying is instead of us bullying you uh, or threatening you, to uh for for your profitable line and they have a new line they're incentivizing saying hey try b from us and uh you're gonna it's gonna help you with for that vacation on that so it's a it's a good incentive it's definitely better than the bully tactics which some deploy very good all right gentlemen let's very quickly hit the last story of the day this comes to us from a residential tech today Intellivision has a new patent that is enabling video analytics services. Uh, Intellivision, who, if you didn't know, is a subsidiary of Nortec, uh, just received a patent that's allowing essentially their cameras and, and video surveillance systems to connect to a scalable cloud system to recognize an event, upload that da- data from the camera to the cloud server, and allow retrieval of the event data to the end user from smartphone and, and multiple other things. Um, Michael, I want to start with you on this. This is, uh, I, I had a little bit of trouble with this one. Specifically because when I look at this, I, I seem to be missing the big deal. Um, maybe it's because I'm a little slower today. Maybe it's because spring has started and I'm, I'm not really got my head in the game. But you're not subscribing to biophilia. No, not yet. Not today. <laughs> what am I missing here? What what is what are they doing? What is Intellivision doing here that others aren't? Well, the premise of your question is the reason that folks like Mark Cuban and so forth hate patents, and that is that everything is already is so obvious, and you know uh, that aspect to it. Um, this particular uh, one in the article is a what's called a continuation in part, which was a pr- from a previous um, patent that has gone abandoned. And it what it has combined is lots of different elements. And so to infringe this, there is quite a bit that you would have to do. 
to infringe it. So some of the obvious ones that you would think about, hey, haven't people been doing this a long time? Like even uh, in the 80s and 90s, like companies like Pelco and Phillips and Burl and those kind of, they had little um, what they called uh, digital um, alarms, which was the same kind of thing. It would look at pixels and you could zone out pixels and, and make all that. So you could say, well, uh, this patent maybe could be invalidated, for example. Uh, you know, that, that's something that some people look at. However, um, because it's a continuation in part, they added quite a bit into the elements. And uh, it, it's, it's tough to say that a lot of people are infringing this, this the exact way that it's written. Very good. Mitchell, I'll give you the last word on this. When you look at this, the, the one alarm bell that continually goes off my in my head when I start seeing, you know, cloud storage and, and putting all of that CCTV footage in the cloud, whether it's being sourced or however they're feeding it and, and being intelligent with it is where is the liability on integrators who are supplying these systems in this case in television and providing remote storage of this footage of that client in their property and potentially their kids and members of their family. Where's the liability in ensuring that this system that you're, you've supplied through Intellivision is secure? Wow. Um, I'm not a legal expert. And when he took a one thing, North Tech is a board member, he thinks, Okay, you get that on, on the record. Okay, um, in terms in terms of uh, the liability, we all know what happens is that should there be an issue, they go after the money. Nortec has got the money. If you are a dealer for the Nortec product, Nortec will give you guidance, and let me strongly suggest you follow that guidance. You follow what they tell you you can and cannot do. If a customer asks you to do something that's on the you cannot do, don't do it. Uh, these are pretty simple things to follow as, as an integrator. Uh, and again, just work with Nortec on this thing and you'll be, I think you'll be fine. If they're really not they're coming after Nortec in terms of libraries, but again, I'm not the legal expert. You may want to consult someone who could better answer that piece of it. That was very good. Well, Matt, can I add anything on yeah. that? Yeah. So one thing that I would say is that um, privacy concerns should be at the utmost top of everyone's um, at least radar and, and concern. And one thing that you should consider is even though Nortec is the uh, or any brand is the one that's manufacturing this because you deployed it into the project, you technically are the one in causing the uh, infringement. Um, they'll go after, after they go after you, they will go after Nortec as well, because in, in order for you to infringe, you had to be supplied the product that infringed on those claim elements, which is their product. Mm -hmm. So, um, now no one likes to do that in the past. Things like uh, this came up from time to time in our industry and anyone who's done that where they go out and sue dealers or integrators they become huge uh, pariah uh, in the industry and everybody hates them and, and all of that. But I'm just saying that's generally what happens um, uh, for cases like this. And so uh, as far as Mitch, he's correct. He's going, they're going to go after the vendor and the manufacturer, 
but the vendor, because their vendor's not installing it, doesn't technically infringe on some of these privacy and some of these rights. So mm-hmm. they need to sue you as well. In other words, you. go talk to your lawyer. Make yeah. sure you're doing it right. <laughs> Make sure they're signing off properly. All right, well, listen, you're, you're all putting in cameras as it is now. Mm-hmm. So I don't see what, what you're doing with Nordic is any different than what you do now. When they tell you they want you to put a camera in the bathroom, I, I wouldn't do it. It's just some things that are just logical that you just kind of avoid. That's all. You want us to use logic, Mitch? Come on, man. Never happened before. Why start now? (laughs) Exactly. Don't want to start a trend. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. That uh, does it for today. Mitch, if people want to connect with you, learn more about the Z-Wave Alliance, where can they do that? Uh, Just, you know, come right at me and go Mitch at ZWaveAlliance.org. Or you can always tweet at Mitchell underscore Klein. Um, Then you'll you'll hear more than you want to hear. Excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for being here today. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Screen Innovations, where can they do that? Uh, Mike at ScreenInnovations.com. And if anyone's going to Infocom this year down in Orlando on June the 12th at about uh, one o'clock, I think. Uh, Yeah, one o'clock. I'm teaching a class about the new uh, revision of POE, which is called POE-BT. It's a 100-watt version of of POE. If you want to learn all kinds of cool stuff about what you can do with that uh, on an AV system, uh, come down and uh, attend that class. Hey, I hope to see you there, Mike. Absolutely. I'll look for you. Everybody there. It's going to be a good show. For myself, uh, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matthew Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please stop by avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit our website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. 